Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Today, we're pleased to be joined by a great friend of the program, Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, let's start with the fallout from Monday Night Football. You always have a good sense of the metrics. Was Kenyon Drake in a lot of fantasy lineups last night? He should have been. He was absolutely sensational. Would have been as a back-end number two in a lot of leagues, maybe just a flex play for some, fearful that you wouldn't have the big break-off runs like we'd seen and certainly getting near to 200 total yards uh, a bit unanticipated. But the Patriots, one of the things that they'd hung their hat on for the last eight weeks during that winning streak was holding opponents to under 20 points per game. Instead, we saw shades of the team that was out there for the first month of the season. A lot of wide-open wide receivers. Jay Cutler looking like he's on his way to get himself a gold jet. Uh, instead, uh, you know, Tom Brady and others disappoint, but Kenyon Drake uh, certainly making his case as the feature man for next year. Mike, losing um, Carson Wentz this past weekend was a big loss for the league, but most importantly, a big loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. But how does the value of the receivers and running backs change with Nick Foles instead of having Carson Wentz in the game? Uh, I think we're going to have to uh, assume that we see more of the running backs trying to take the take the onus on them, but you know when we've seen Nick Foles in longer stretches, has has a willingness to put the ball up downfield, so I wouldn't run away from him as many are going to be want to do. You know, the average ranking uh, early in the week against the Giants for the matchup coming up, he's down in that low-end second quarterback, 22-24 to 24 in the ranks. I think I'm going to take him over anything I've seen out of Carr or Mariota or recently Alex Smith for most of of the last month plus that I'll take my shot with him over those um, would-be fantasy stars based on the the different level that I have here. And obviously part of that is going to be uh, contingent on Ertz being available, although Trey Burton uh, acquitted himself quite nicely this past week. But I'd expect more of the running game uh, to come front and center, so more Ajayi, more of LeGarrette Blunt to try to set and balance things. So I think they creep up a little bit in the running back rankings along the way. Mike, you know success in fantasy football isn't blind luck. It's three-dimensional chess. You're thinking two moves ahead. So let me give you some of the factors for the Falcons. They play on a Monday. A lot of fantasy owners like to have that game in their hip pocket. If we're looking at the running back situation with Tevin Coleman banged up and the play calling a bit erratic, what are you doing with Devontae Freeman on Monday night? Top ten play. Uh, we're going to assume you know he's been running violently. He's been you know been more aggressive, and that was one of the things we we've seen the last couple of weeks. And his opportunities, good opportunity this week, going up against uh, a pretty bad Tampa Bay defense uh, along the way. And we look at them over the past uh, four weeks eighth most fantasy points per game allowed to running backs and if Freeman's going to be the guy running the ball and one would say uh, just keep sending tapes of a couple of drives uh, to the team facility to remind them of exactly what they have uh, in Mr. Freeman's capabilities but certainly top 10 play uh, for this week. The two guys I trust most are Freeman and Mohamed Sanu. Week in, week out, their numbers are always there. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, been gone for some time, and as soon as he comes back, he's dove recovered. Uh, but with that, how does that value um, for Corey Coleman? How does that affect it? 
Well, for Coleman, it, it drifted him down into the you know far end of the third wide receivers and even fourth because the target count certainly isn't there with consistency for this week against Baltimore. Uh, certainly something that uh, a matchup that doesn't leave you wanting uh, to rush too many guys into the lineup. For Gordon, he's a back end number two, uh, not a monster game in terms of catches and, and such, although he looked good with the shades on on the sideline. Uh, probably engaging in Twitter wars, not what he wants to do as he tries to you know, get back into the good graces of the league and the fans and everybody else, but hey, it's good for us uh, in the media. Uh, but for this week, going up against Baltimore, always you look at Jimmy Smith's not there, and you can go up and over the top against that defense right now. So I expect to see some shots taken, but I don't know if in the fantasy playoffs that I'm willing to gamble too much on Kaiser hitting a bunch of those. So uh, you proceed with caution, I think, is the easiest way to say it. And Mike, talking about the sunglasses, you think I'm going to go, I wear my sunglasses at night. I'm going to go 1987, <laughs> Tim Buck 3, my future's so bright, I got to wear shades. My man. Very nice. I, I really thought you were going to go to Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, in They Live. <laughs> A John Carpenter reference as we that? talk fantasy football with Michael Harmon, SwollenDome.com. Mike, what are we doing with Russell Wilson? This seems like a simplistic question. It's the semifinals, but take me back to a week ago. Yes, he had some big plays, but that was also balanced out with three costly interceptions. Yes, it will. Uh, they they will be the great equalizer. But then, uh, on on average, right, you're getting two or three points per touchdown more than the the picks. A lot of leagues have reduced that to a, a menial uh, no, minus one along the way. Uh, but going up against the Rams, you you've got opportunity. We saw it this past week. They'll get into shootouts for Wilson. He's a top three play, uh, and that's including. Drew Brees against the Jets, assuming the defense is going to give him prime field position uh, as they tear apart Bryce Petty. Uh, Time and time again, you've got Cam Newton against the Packers, Russell Wilson right in there as well with Tom Brady, assuming they connect on more of those deep balls that were uh, just near misses and confusing last night. When you look at the New Orleans Saints, they've been having a tremendous amount of success because of the backfield, which is something we hadn't seen in forever since Drew Brees has gotten there. But with Alvin Kamara uh, possibly, possibly, possibly still out with the concussion this week, uh, what is the value of Mark Ingram uh, with a toe injury? Well, we, we go top five based on, on opportunity because I'll, I'll assume, at least to this point in the week, that he's going to be able to gut through it uh, and give you a full effort along the way. Now, you look at the Jets against opposing running backs, top ten uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed per game over the last month. Why? Because while teams are throwing on them uh, and calling out on Buster Screen whenever they can. I just wanted to get Buster Screen's name uh, into the show today. So uh, there you go. I, I'm the big winner. Mission accomplished. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, so I'm going to take Mark Ingram. We're going we're gonna to slot him in in the six hole just ahead of Jordan Howard. Uh, Kamara will take as a back end number one, right? We're Kenyon Drake uh, and Kareem Huntar for this week uh, and look for, for more plays. And obviously we'll keep an eye on his status as the week rolls on and perhaps he bounces a slot or two in the rankings, but certainly that one-two punch, playing some defense, good old-fashioned uh, formula for winning football. Doesn't need Drew Brees to play pinball numbers, slow it down, and just play winning football. For our listeners who are still alive with the semifinals kicking off Thursday Night Football, Denver and Indy, not a glamour matchup, but hugely important in fantasy football. What's the outlook for Eugene T.Y. Hilton? Oh, good old T.Y. Hilton, one of the most uh, oh, perplexing and 
underused player. I mean, it just seems like he should have a bunch of three to five yard just get the ball in his hands and let him run instead of trying to work downfield. Against Denver, against these corners, it's a no-go. He's no better than a mid-third wide receiver in that 32 to 34 range uh, for this week. Better options include D.D. Westbrook against the Houston Texans with Blake Bortles on a resurgence. Smith Schuster back off his suspension. I know he was game ready sitting in his living room with his helmet on. Uh, He'll be back. Uh, Marquise Lee in that same game going against Houston are better options uh, than T.Y. this week. Mike, as always, we've value the information we believe in Cordell's favorite word on this program transparency so let me be I got to say this slowly the ombuds person I got it out of tune in how many leagues did you play in this year and how did you do Uh, I've played in three and I am officially done after the Tom Brady Amari Cooper yeah no 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 I lost two tiebreakers for uh, final playoff spots so the playoffs would have been starting this week, and then I got shellacked in an IDP league, uh, losing Shazir uh, a week ago, certainly took away one of my biggest uh, point contributors defensively, Um, not that that matters in the grand scheme of things, quite obviously, Uh, but Alvin Kamara, Tom Brady, and Amari Cooper uh, conspired against me in grand fashion, and now there's an investigation in Brady and his hatred of fantasy football, seeing as he comes up with a dud in most round ones year after year. Cornell, you know I'm harsh, and Mike and I have been friends since 2006. I'm going to say he's a loser. If you don't win it all, it's not good enough in my world. How would you oh, sum up Mike's year? you're not first or last. That's right. No, I agree. I agree. It was a, it was a bad year. Uh, I, I blame nobody but myself. Uh, historically, I would have blamed Lovey Smith or uh, Mark <laughs> Tressman. But for this year, I'm going to take the onus on myself. Maybe it was the dying of the hair. The guy, I couldn't get the guys to buy in in the locker room. I don't know. Well, I don't have to answer. He answered it already. He's, he's taking. Oh, one you on the go show. ahead. You know, you can you can curse me. Pile on. No, Add I to the misery. That. I won't do that. You've, you've beaten yourself up enough. I'll let you have that one. I'll let you. Oh, I've just begun. Are you kidding? I'll, I'll do more of it later on tonight. As I yell for three hours. So Welcome to the Terradome. Going, you know, Mike. Let me end on a high note. And you guys like when I talk about how arrogant I was. I have mellowed out was. in my mid forties. <laughs> Past that, nineteen eighty-seven. I'm going to Catholic school. And this is going to sound like a humble brag, but it's not. This is me being arrogant. I got into Notre Dame. Catholic school is the background. I turned it down because I got into Stanford off the wait list. One priest was not happy. He told me I took a spot from somebody who would have gone to Notre Dame. I said, okay, thanks, pal. So it's my last final. I decide to do it in 20 minutes because I've already got the A in my hip pocket. If I get an F, I don't care. I'm going to Stanford. And I write on the top of the blue book, my future so bright, I got to wear shades, and I tossed it at him as I walked out the door. You like that one? That's something I could see you doing uh, today, <laughs> maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it's brilliant. 1987. I it. No, I, I fully applaud that move. Thank you, And if Mike. you walked out yelling with a woo or some other <laughs> yeah. wrestling uh, analogy, it would have been great. And I put on my Josh Gordon shades. Michael, you thank like you. Now? You're the best. We'll chat with you soon. Peace and love, gentlemen. Have a good week. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.